Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Hello, hello. And Jules Gill. Hey, guys. And we're going to do a big old rumours, leaky boy type roundup, because there's leaky all sorts boy. of stuff for the rest of 2019. Um, so yeah, I kind of just wanted to like pick apart the wildest rumours, the things that are, some of them are substantiated, some of them are just let's have fun with a potential announcement, um, because why not? Mm-hmm. So the first thing uh, that I found, which is the most recent thing, is that EA just renewed the patent for Jade Empire. They did. Which is a bit yeah. of a deal. Did you guys play it back in the day? Yes. Um, I didn't personally, but I have. Mm. I heard of the game okay honestly it's a fantastic fantastic title so if they <laughs> if they bring it back even just as, as a sort of remaster mm-hmm. or re-release on the current consoles I'd be more than happy with it hasn't aged as well as particularly I was going to say I don't like. think it's aged very well but the animation doesn't look it leaves much to be desired yes. <laughs> but, you, but yeah. still I mean uh, the, one of the good ideas for them to do with that license would be to turn it into a massive online MMORPG yeah that, that would be a good thing for them so yeah if they've, they've renewed the pattern but obviously it doesn't say if it's a sequel or whatever but if you haven't played Jet Empire it's one of Bioware's old games very martial arts focused very eastern focused like great idea for a, like, like for a game on paper kind of mm-hmm. thing um, and a lot of people they kind of still found its fan base even though it wasn't as polished or as big as something like a code. it's like a cult classic mm. kind yeah totally kind of. But I think there's a lot to mine there, especially with the likes of Neo kind of proving that like Eastern architecture is just great to explore. Mm. Like, just give me more Eastern, give me more cool ass temples, mm. give me more of that stuff. Um, so if they do do more Jade Empire, the only problem with it is that obviously it's EA renewing it, and I'm like, what if it's a card game or something? <laughs> what I if mean, it's an app? Or I mean, a mobile we game? Are, yeah. We do exist in a world where EA has managed to take something as purely lovely as Dungeon Keeper <laughs> and turn it into a mobile paywall that yeah. was just awful. With the keeper himself berating you to buy more coins oh, got got bad. some money for some more do you want some tokens do you not to worry speaking of EA though um, another thing is the potential of Titanfall 3 now I don't know if you guys have been fired into uh, Apex Legends yet no the new I've, Battle Royale. I've, I've not uh, literally it was because it was Battle Royale I've mm. seen loads and loads of people saying like oh this is what Battle Royale should be it's like if we haven't even discovered what Battle Royale should be <laughs> after the year and a half since <laughs> it's been coming out and about the 20 million games that have been doing it maybe we should just move away from the concept because because wanna... well, for me I was a big fan of um, oops I just hit that I was a big fan of like DayZ back in the day mm. and I went to Plurinum Battleground fine with that then when Blackout came along I was like oh, okay cool maybe I'm getting a bit sick of this yeah. right now and now Apex, Apex Legends drops in you're like guys have you not missed the boat a little bit? See, but everyone's saying it's the, great. But everyone's saying it is great. really good. Okay, so I, I spent a lot of my weekend playing Apex Legends mm. against my better judgment mm-hmm. because I just thought, you know, I'm done with the with the genre. Is what it kind of like Overwatch but with permadeath? 
It's uh, it's uh, it's just I mean it's Titanfall's game engine, so there's a lot of sliding, there's a lot mm-hmm. of physics based stuff. There's no fall damage, so you just leap off waterfalls and come crashing down on dudes. There's some good stuff in there. Um, we, I yeah. really like it. But we have to remember as well that Titanfall Two was fantastic. Mm. Like it's oh, it, Titanfall Two is the best shooter of the generation. It was just marketed so badly and released in such a piss poor time slot yes. uh, it was just it, they basically walked out to its own death it was literally much. sandwiched in between there was like a, a fortnight uh, a two week time period and it was Call of Duty first and a week later it was Titanfall and a week yeah. later it was Battlefield it might ah, have been the other way yeah, around Battlefield Cod but yeah it was right in the middle it didn't stand a chance um, even though Titanfall 2 was so promising but anyway mm. this is all besides the point um, Apex Legends came out it's currently blowing up Twitch is one mm. of the most like viewed games or whatever uh, since launch um, and then that was the assumption on behind the scenes like a lot of the, the write-ups from the likes of Kotaku said like Maybe this is what, or this seems to be what Titanfall 3 turned into. Yeah. But then Vince Zampella, who's the uh, Respawn's creative director, um, or, or Apex Legends creative director, went on Twitter and said that there, there's still more to come. There's more Titanfall coming for the rest of the year. And he referred to it as a premium Titanfall experience. And he said, we still like to, ex- we like to experiment with the Titanfall lore. Oh, sorry, the Titanfall universe. So I'm like, that sounds so much like not a Titanfall 3. Exactly. But... I you know. also take that statement as yeah. kind of a bit offensive because Why? I don't know, don't know if you remember, but they spent hours and hours uh, detailing all this vast world and universe for Titanfall. Right. And then all it did was it just popped up in the background a little bit. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember there was that lovely example when there's like these uh, alien creatures in the background of one of the levels. And I can't remember what it was. the very first Titanfall. Yes, okay. yes. And there was like um, one of these uh, big Twitch players was playing it and he was like, What's their story? I want to know what's going on over there. I don't care about no, what's going on No, I've got a gun here. right here, mate. Do you yeah, want to shoot yeah, stuff? Yeah, but the mechs and stuff are fine, but at the same yeah. time, it, the world building. So when I see you, that's like, oh, we want to go into the rich lore of Titanfall 2. So you mean the stuff that you chucked in the bloody background <laughs> in the first game you couldn't even bother to flesh out unless you bought a bloody book that was like 50 extra bloody quid? Oh, no one played Titanfall 1. I think that the way that they went <laughs> with Titanfall 2 was to streamline, obviously, the combat, the multiplayer is great. Yeah. One of the things that um, the, uh, what do you call it, Drew McCoy is the name mm. of the lead pro programmer for Apex and he said that Apex Legends is meant to like you know kind of show what can happen in the Titanfall universe yeah. Yeah. basically Apex is their Hunger Games it's set in it's set in the future of the franchise um, or the world where you've got all these different celebrity characters baying for blood and taking mm-hmm. each other out so there is that they're trying to get back to it well and it's definitely been a good way to get people interested in the franchise Ooh. I suppose. It's, it's a great way to get people interested in a franchise about giant mechs that doesn't have any giant mechs in but no, no, oh, I was, I was you before I played. But you were definitely not me, mate. I was, I was, I was much cooler you. than My you. My hair fell out and everything. Yeah, but right. I, like the whole point, the Apex Legends, they literally didn't call it that so that it could kind of stand on its own Understand, because they yeah, want, no, because I was no. like, what's the point? And I'm, I'm completely understanding of that. Mm. It's great. But then don't use that to then springboard back into Titanfall 3. Do you well, know, do you, well know, do you know what I mean? Does that, well. that that makes sense? Because it's kind of like, hey, guys, this isn't actually Titanfall, but you should play this game anyway. Oh, it's getting lots of attention. Actually, it is Titanfall. <laughs> uh, just, I, don't I don't think they're, they're not saying that it is, but they, the, 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 the Rage makes a great point because um, Titanfall 2's player numbers were disastrous. Like, mm-hmm. it was about 600, 650 people were online if you went to try and do matchmaking, which I do every few weeks because I love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but since Apex Legends came out, that shot back up to around about 10,000. Yeah. So um, if people can so say, yeah. "Oh, well, I like this game that I've, I've never played Titanfall before. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a third one coming out. I'll probably check that out." So that's yes. probably like a good plan. Yeah, yeah. And I think they've retroactively been going back to Titanfall too, um, which is still on the PlayStation Store for thirty pounds, which is kind of Why? getting in the way of the old impulse buy. Yeah, I was about to say. But it, at least though, like for me, I'm just I want more eyes on Titanfall overall. So yeah. I I hope that they put this out as a way to sort of you know like cast more spotlight on the overall franchise. Sure. Point being that Mr. Zampella said that something premium Titanfall related is coming what do you guys think probably not Titanfall 3 probably maybe not maybe Maybe, card collecting maybe a Titanfall loot box 
inspired weekly event <laughs> for FIFA. Oh, oh, just oh. Like actually, if you could drop a child at the goddamn Titan on a FIFA pitch, I'd buy that. Oh, what if it's an Anthem tie-in? Because that's there with a oh, mech no. thing, oh. and then just Anthem mech flies in. You know that about free, really free well DLC anthem? for Anthem that lets you have a Titanfall suit. Oh, if you can get a BT4 or whatever he's called with his thumbs up, that might make me play Anthem. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe. Fair enough. Um, so the next thing, we're going to have a bit of a Nintendo deviation because there's some huge Nintendo news going on. Um, so the first one is just that there's another, another <coughs> Nintendo Switch are coming later this year. I called this as soon as the Nintendo Switch came out and mm. I held it in my hands. I was like, give it a couple of years and we'll have the Switch XL. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's not confirmed, is it? It's not an XL. It's confirmed but... that, well, it's confirmed in as much as Nintendo apparently told suppliers to expect another new Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an XL. Yeah. See, um, okay, so the, one of the rumours are that it's actually the opposite, that they're ah. making something that, benef- that plays more into the fact that it's been embraced by a lot of children than it gets played outside quite a lot. So they're making something that is a harder shell. Like, it'll be something that you could take outside have, you, have you ever been to like a phone case store and they've got those uh, tablets like and they're big yes. shaped yeah. like butterflies on that it's going to be that isn't it because because what mm. was it they went they did uh, 3ds 3ds xl yes. and then they did the 2ds is that what it's they called? did so the two oh, like the thing is with those is it was proven oh, no, that no yeah yeah because yeah, 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 yeah. the fixed screen so yes. two, well it was just called the 2ds and mm-hmm. it was um it was uh, just sort of like on the one screen, but then they yes. did the 2DS XL, which was basically the size of the 3DS, but it um, didn't play in 3D. But with kids, like bigger was better because they weren't like squinting on these tiny wee mm. screens. So I don't think making it smaller is a good idea. But having, it, having it so that it might just be a, a, f- a big fixed unit that is more yeah, chunky yeah. to hold, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, like, like not having the Joy-Cons detached. Uh, yeah, the Joy-Cons. That they're yeah. like fixed in. I think you get yeah. it where it's attached because there's, there's not that many games that need the Joy-Cons to be disconnected. In fact, even stuff that uses mm. like motion controls like waggling stuff like uh, World of Goo you can still play that handheld mm. on the it screen it would turn the experience into something that's a solo player mm. because obviously if you can't take the Joy-Cons out yeah. it means you won't be able to play like Barney Advisor or like Mario Kart or pa- something Mario like Party yeah. Pokemon yeah. But, but if they have ways to go around that and maybe it's just not their prerogative anymore maybe they're just like right enough people have a Switch so that this is just for the kids well, a little or, budget yeah. version yeah, yeah well they've been winding down sales on the 3DS I think that's all but been discontinued now. I don't know they said like <sighs> Even after a Switch was like taken off, they said they would still support the mm. 3DS, but mm. I haven't. One was the last big 3DS game. Well, yeah, exactly. And it's like I think that they would they maybe want this other little kind of side version of a Switch to yeah. kind of like satiate the handheld market, and then yeah. in a way that feeds back up to getting you the proper Switch, which is slightly bigger. <laughs> the 2D Switch, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The S stands for Switch. Yeah, I mean, I quite like the idea because everyone knows that one friend who's got the bulletproof big thick phone case that just like bounces off the floor and it's yeah. fine. So I think that everyone, you know, they kind of need to make or need well. They can make a switch that could, like, you know, cater to that market. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I mean, I take my the switch paranoid, on the, go. the paranoid. Market. I'm, I'm the most paranoid man. I want uh, one. Get a case for it. Uh, well, there's that, but like, I want one that I can like manually buy. Like, I want to, I want to code it so that anyone tries to get it who's not me, it can zap them. Because I'm not, I don't trust anyone to not take it off me when I'm playing on the train. What games? Are you, what games are you playing? It's not about the games. It's about the system. If I'm just sitting playing my switch, I'm just so aware that I'm holding right. like a 300 right. thing. Like, right. This actually, right. This is actually tangential to the podcast. <laughs> but we have the discussion didn't we last week about you being like an only child getting what you wanted this is your fear of somebody taking away Scotty's <laughs> things isn't it Scott, well, you, Scotty's things have got to be they're predicting. my things now do you not do you not think though when you play like it's something like uh, well you've, I haven't got a Switch have you so like you haven't, you haven't had to hold the beauty of the and I've Switch also got, I've also got three half brothers who are younger so even if I did it would be out of my hands well, well there you go so you're used to getting stuff nicked off you're yeah. raised you've got siblings as well so you're used to this thing I don't think it's that I think my thing is that I'm so aware that I'm holding a deluxe product in my hands 
And so I want something that, I mean, I'm always going to assume that maybe I'm going to drop it. I'm going to, it's going to be in my bag in the wrong angle. It's going to crack the screen. Like, I think of these things. I don't know if anyone else just. So there you go. There is a market for a very, you know, I just, I want a thing that is complete. I can bounce it off the ground. I can reliably just throw it in my bag. Like, that's the thing. It's like Scott's mind is kind of like, let's protect this something to the nth degree just so that I can smash it. It's point being. Yeah, anyway. Point being, though, that if you look at the way the Joy Cons connect to the Switch, there's already been a lot of reports that the Joy Cons just have slowly kind of slid off. Like, mm. a couple of the guys in the office already had their Joy Cons just slide off the side of the screen. No way. And so I think that it would be cool for them to have a more a reliable form factor for the whole thing. Like, they've already changed the, um, it was something that the analog rubber or what the, the outside of the Joy Cons made of. They sort of yeah, tweaked so, a little yeah, thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a way for them to do it. Something like the lovely PS Vita is a lovely little bulletproof gem. Mm. So, I mean, just go down that. Yep, yep, yeah, nice no, little. I, I think that it makes perfect them. sense as well for Nintendo to do that because um, their sort of secular market. Mm. cycle is that they will just go like right okay here's the big game here's something small in between Mm -hmm. it's like an interim step it's kind of like their version of like the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X or whatever it is yeah they've actually been doing this weird like iterant like approach to it for way longer than the bigger companies but it's quite funny because isn't it they're they're way of doing it is they go here's the big thing and here's the stand-in thing which is actually <laughs> kind of lesser whereas the other guys are just like oh it's this one but it's better it's yeah, better yeah, whereas yeah. they were just like no, it's just, it again yeah. I've just figured out what it's going to be go on it's going to be a switch it's going to be in every way exactly the same to what we've got right but it's going to have an audio jack in it oh <laughs> there you go there. voice chat all the yeah. way um, so this leads us into the other half of the Nintendo uh, rumours which is how Nintendo Switch Online is going to go forward sure. now I reckon that I've cracked this um, because data miner Kapu found a whole bunch of code uh, inside the latest update for Nintendo Switch Online mm-hmm. that showed that um, SNES games were going to be coming. Finally, oh my Finally, god! I know. So that's how that's many years p- since it was. It's like yeah. March seventeen, it came out. Yes. Well, yeah, it's been a while since like the actual Switch's release day, and yeah. everyone just wants the Switch to All be. All we want is a virtual console yes. on it that we can uh, just carry just around, everything. and yeah. So I think I think I've I think I've found these things. So okay. yeah, Mr. Kapu dove in, found the fact that uh, SNES games or SNES code was in there, um, and then another data miner called Oatmeal Dome, who was not Jules, dove in and found two more emulators <laughs> hidden inside the code. Mm-hmm. So there's three things to take away from this. One is that the SNES stuff is potentially coming very soon because that cool. was the one that was most spelled out. Apparently there were um, there's examples of different games that had been tested through the emulator all in the code okay. so the likes of Mario World was in there um, Ocarina Link to the Past mm-hmm. um, you know F-Zero all that kind of stuff so react to this what do you guys think of SNES being on the Switch as I a think it makes one? perfectly yes. like, it makes perfect sense because it's one of their best selling consoles that mm. they've ever made it's got one of the most rabidly loyal fan bases in terms of the titles that are there like people staunchly defend titles on that games console mm. over any game <laughs> like harder as like, the best console of all time Maybe. TM, Not copyrights. <laughs> yes, that is a Jules phrase from the beginning to now. <laughs> I trumped this situation. Rachel, think of, of SNES things? I just think about time. I mean, I got mm. the I got the mini SNES. Sorry, so I, thought, a lo- I thought you were going to talk about something like existential then. Like, I just got me thinking about time. Think about how time we're all just myself. getting older. We're just getting <laughs> on by all these games. About, about time, lads. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I got the mini SNES. Mm. So like when, when they announced they were having NES titles, I was like, well, I got the mini NES. I don't really know that. There is that. So... But hey, yeah, about time. It's weird because we've already bought them multiple times already. Yeah. Like I bought the SNES Classic. I already bought things like Mario World on the Virtual Console. I mean, I'm going to buy Mario World again. I'm going to yeah. buy Donkey Kong Country yeah. again. Like, I think going forward, like it seems like um, the next generation overall is embracing like legacies. Like we've already mm. seen Xbox moving towards it with backwards compatibility. If the patent is true about the PS5, then that plays everything. Yep. And then now Nintendo are potentially going forward with like, you know, you just play all of Nintendo's stuff. The only potential knockback on the business side is that they can't sell you those games again. Like this is the last time they can do it because you'll buy the license for it or you'll be able to like put an old cartridge in or download it again sorry or whatever 
and you'll just have access to that game going forward. Well, until they release the next console and it's uh, absent. Well, that's that is it would assumedly be the thing. They're doing a unified Nintendo Switch Online, so you get that you get Nintendo Switch Online's version of Mario World, like how you have Mario. Well, 3. that's fine yeah. too, right? And then, like, I mean, I'm all for like remastering the past, mm. but then maybe they can move on and make some new IPs. Yes, platoon. Yeah, I might say. Um, um, so another point from um, the like that whole array of emulators that came out. Point two, uh, which ties into another thing from back in October last year, is that Nintendo are developing a wraparound case for the Switch, which is a Game Boy case. And um, this is oh, something that they... Okay. I yep, sent yep. you guys the link, but yeah, I can just yep. describe it anyway. Um, so yeah, it's basically, a, like I said, a wraparound case for the Switch if it was undocked. Mm-hmm. And it wraps around the screen and has like just looks like the original old school Game Boy with a little hole for the screen and you have the buttons on it, but obviously they would just push the touch-sensitive screen and you yeah. can just play Game Boy games through that. I cannot think of a more gimmicky thing than that. I love it. Like, I, I, I mean, I, this is Nintendo. I mean, yes, because they, they, they did this already or people have already done it for mobile phones. Mm. Uh, yeah. That makes more sense to me than this because right. when I think of the Switch, for some reason, my mind isn't really that geared up about or that jacked about playing Game Boy games on oh, Switch. I'd rather the play the SNES. I would rather play the sort of <laughs> other stuff. I, I don't know. Like hmm. it seems, it seems to be like a too far a step back for me. Personally. Oh, I think, I think the way that uh, it, hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm like totally jazzed to I revisit those games. I would love to replay Mario with six golden coins. Like, tell you what, like, but, but wouldn't you want to play it on a bigger Pokemon screen well? using the controllers that? Yes. Are Already in on the normal side. landscape like, orientation. Because that's thing, if they're, yes. if they're, um, they're putting mm-hmm. it on this small screen, when the Super Game Boy, which you could get as an adapter for mm. the SNES, yep. let you play it on widescreen with customizable borders and stuff like that. Why, <sighs> wouldn't, I, why wouldn't I prefer that? You could even put it. Well, you, you could even turn the color palettes on for them. Like you well, could. Well, that's so nice. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so that is a better product right now than. This. Well, the assumption is that they would do both. Like you, would, I mean, on Nintendo Switch Online now, yeah, if you just yeah, dock yeah, the yeah, system, yeah, sure is. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, sure it, is. it makes sense for them to do both. You could play Mario Three, Mario One, everything that's on the Switch Online mm. collection right now in lovely HD mm. on your big 55 inch screen. And it looks ridiculous, but you can. And so I think if they did this, then yeah, if you dock the system when it's in the middle of a Game Boy mm-hmm. game, assumingly they would call back to something like that. And you so. could play like Pokemon Red on a 55 inch TV. Which would be fantastic. I would take that. So yeah, so it seems like Nintendo are kind of developing something that, like you guys said, like is kind of a mobile accessory mm-hmm. already. Like mm-hmm. the idea of like custom buttons or that it, kind of that thing. That just seems like a gimmick thing to me. Nintendo so love game. a gimmick though. Like yes. mm-hmm. look how much they brought out for the Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Case all those point. weird casings that we had to sell at retail. There was one that was a tennis racket. <laughs> it literally did nothing but look like a tennis oh, racket. Oh, every single sport had a separate one. There was, well, didn't it, wasn't it was there so like a crossbow for Link's Yeah, the Zapper. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, was the yeah, the They couldn't call a gun because it's Nintendo. Yeah. So it's like, what can we call it? A Zapper. A but near enough. Um, so that's point two, is that another one of the emulators in there is potentially going to play Game Boy games, cool. which makes sense yep. in terms of the timeline because they've done NES stuff and then SNES and then Game Boy would be next, I think, in terms of Nintendo history. Yeah. Um, and point three is that um, the other emulator, because there's four discovered in total, NES, SNES, Game Boy, and the fourth one is N64. All oh, right, okay. And so that's the assumption anyway. Okay. Um, because Nintendo renewed their patent for N64 games back in May last year. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about Work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So either that is the N64 Mini or that they're all coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Either way, that's going to be fantastic. Either way, yeah. So I think, I mean, what would you you guys rather see? I think they'll actually do both because you've got NES and SNES Minis and then Nintendo Switch Online. Well, the the, the Nintendo 64 Mini makes sense. Like like there's, it's from a marketing perspective, it's one of the most popular consoles. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, incredibly loyal fan base that we'll gladly buy it again if they could up it so that it (laughs) carries on the same physical design as the N64 and has four controller ports then we might actually get the multiplayer experience that a lot of people have been demanding from these mini releases Mm -hmm. (laughs) the controllers can't be mini though they pretty much have to be full size otherwise we're not going to be able to hold that I'm I'm (laughs) so like this is just from a personal vindication Mm. standpoint I'm a huge fan of Goldeneye Okay. In principle, it was. Don't go back to it now. <laughs> it is, oh, it, no, like, I love yeah, it. Like, that's the thing. Like, when I played it as a kid, like with my cousin, like, it was fantastic. And I remember it brilliantly. But when I went back to it and played it, Fairly recently, did a couple we of months ago. Birmingham? Yeah, we did, and, yeah. We, and we were what? just we were like, <laughs> yeah. we were like, oh, okay, this is actually not as good as I remember. No. It. And I'm looking forward to in a very dark, horrible way. <laughs> loads of people going like, mate, come around and play Gold Knight. So they're like. <sighs> Everyone's still having fun, guys. <laughs> just kind of letting it just, go. Just walking, yeah. walking on. into the corner. Just so like, how do you turn this bloody thing around? What's the it's second like you move stick? with the right stick uh, or something? And then, <laughs> then it there dawned. is no right stick. There, oh, God, there was yeah. C buttons. And then, oh. and, then, and then it dawning on people as they slowly lift up the controller and be like, maybe this isn't the greatest design <laughs> controller. Maybe this weird banana oh. middle finger isn't. There's the... no proper way to hold the controller. It, oh, no. it doesn't matter. That's yeah. a debate uh, for another yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I think the N64 stuff makes sense because in terms of the average file size of, a, uh, of an of an N64 game, yeah. I think all of them would be around about the 500 meg mark-ish. If so it's, yeah, so it's like you, that's one of the, the last sort of generations they can do in bulk where they yes. can just sort of go, here's a, a massive downloadable packet and here's, I don't know, Ocarina, Mario Kart, whatever, and you get all of them the same way you do in the NES and SNES kind of way. All I know is that you can, through nefarious re- uh, means, well, yes, uh, get every single SNES game ever made in a zipped file that it comes in at 400 megabytes. Oh, that's, that's adorable. All the NES games, yeah. Every single one. <laughs> and, and all the NES games come in at 
30. Well, it's, fun, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Fun uh, technological fact, if you take a, an image of the Legend of Zelda logo now, like an yes. HD one, it's bigger than the yeah, game was when it first mad, released. Like, in terms of the file size. Um, because the original game is like 64 kilobytes. Yeah. Um, and like, obviously incredible. an HD image is a lot bigger. Wow. So yeah, how far we've come yeah, as know, old right? people. But not to worry. Um, so yeah, it seems like the N64 is at least coming in some form, whether mm-hmm. that's the Mini or hopefully gets attached to Nintendo Switch Online. I'm in. I am definitely in. Yeah. I, I'd be interested to see where they go after that if they end up doing GameCube or DS or whatever. New games? New Maybe games? not. I didn't want Splatoon 3. No. Ice Climbers 2. I don't even know what they would do as a new thing. But also, I'll take more new stuff. Also, isn't the mini GameCube just the GameCube? Yeah, it's it just tiny. It. it was just tiny. Oh, this little handle. <laughs> Today, between your friends' place. Although, I actually would love the idea of being able to clip on, like, like with the little handle, you clip it onto your keys and have a mini GameCube. <laughs> so it's even smaller. Oh, like a little Raspberry Pi. You yeah. just, like, plug it in. Yeah, oh, yeah, just do exactly that. Anyway, <laughs> something else that's coming in, which we, Josh already covered as a solo news thing, but I think it's worth digging into because it's just damn cool, is that the Resident Evil 3 remake is apparently also coming and is in development alongside Resident Evil 8. They would be so dumb not to make that. Yeah. They have to. It that, was, um, like, 2 was amazing. I hear 3 is even better. Oh, 3, three, three is, great. is, yeah. is um, <laughs> So this uh, came from an insider called Evil VR who mm-hmm. said that, um, that Capcom are already in development for Resident Evil 8, but they won't release 8 until after Resident Evil 3's remake. That makes perfect sense to me. Capitalise on all of this mm. uh, fresh wave that's coming up. It's It will actually be quite easy for them to transplant what they've already made uh, because yeah. Resident Evil 3 uh, for those of you uh, I don't you, know you've oh, played no, it, it's my favorite but it's uh, they used they used quite a fair few assets from the second game um, and the fact that they've already really done the sort of legwork for Mr. X in this one means that they can <gasps> transplant that over to it Nemesis it comes back no no well, no, 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 no. Nemesis oh. Nemesis is a is, is, oh, oh I hate him I hate him so much <laughs> Nemesis is kind of like a permanent Mr. X but with yeah. added tentacles yeah. and a rocket launcher oh, oh my god yeah, He's amazing. If they do that thing in in the game where, because um, basically whenever he finds you, if he sort of hems you in, you get you get this like pulse pounding like slow motion thing where everything goes negative. The color palette switches, and you get to pick what you want to do. I think push him off of a bridge. Yeah, it's like push him out the way or make him. <laughs> oh, I'm it. not good with pressure. And that happens like... all the time. I, that's why I love it. It's it's so in the moment. Like, that's all amazing. I, all yeah. I remember is the music. It just goes no 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 no, and then it, <laughs> and then it always just him just goes stop. Just him on his way. Yeah, being the biggest goth on the planet. I love him. I love bet him. he's into plumbing. What while she sleep. I can't think of anyone who just had a bad sort of name, but I do like while she sleeps. I was gonna go down the route of push someone down the stairs. You know when someone takes the mick out of metal and they just say something like that. Oh yeah, your nan fell down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's that tends to be the thing. But yes, Resident Evil 3 remake seems to be coming, but we'll hopefully get it uh, alongside or before Resident Evil 8. Um, another thing, um, which is just something I'm throwing in because of the Onimusha remake, mm-hmm. is that um Capcom have then been readdressed as to the reality of Onimusha 5. Um because obviously Onimusha is kind of back being talked yes, about again. Yes. And the remake was very solid. It's it's uh, so yes. I love Onimusha. Good, me love too. The, love the franchise. Think that they managed to balance it being ridiculous and it being a really good action survival horror game. Yes, but there is one problem, and that is. I don't think the franchise has got enough steam behind it. When hmm. Onimusha, this remake, came out, I don't think that it got the sales that maybe Capcom hmm. were hoping for because they did kind of do it as kind of a quiet-ish release. There was a, yeah. there was a few trailers here, there was an announcement, 
and then it was already on our doorstep. True. I don't know if they can justify bringing it back just on the weight of that because I I'm haven't, not sure um, the sales figures are. Yeah, I haven't gone back to the sales too much, but um, Capcom were being interviewed by, I think it was The Sun, and they said that Onimusha 5 was worth considering. Mm. Um, and that came after uh, Yoshinoru Ono said that conversations are happening at high levels in regards to Onimusha, but that was last year. But it's so a, that might have been about the remake. It's a fantastic franchise, mm. but it's just one of those things where it possibly needs a, um, a rebooting, as it were, Maybe. because it's been so long since the sort of third and fourth games that I feel like maybe there it's got a lot of moss Dawn on of it. Dreams just didn't do anything. No, no. I mean, right. if yeah. even you guys are not excited, then who is going to... Oh, I'm excited, but it's yeah. like for the original trilogy. I, I'm excited, but it's one of the very few times where I would actually say it probably would be beneficial to start from the ground up again. Mm. Oh, well, there you like, go. Maybe. I mean, they did Onimusha Tactics was a thing as well, just yeah. to try and get the, the yeah. name going. But yeah, if you watch they, the original... They, they had an Onimusha Smash Bros. claim. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. stupid battle thing. Yep. Battle that was, Warriors That was weird. That was weird. Either way, if you go back and you watch um, Onimusha 3's opening cinematic or just play those original games, they're still, yes, chef's kiss. They're absolutely lush. <laughs> and I think that there's something there to bring back. I mean, this year we're getting Sekiro and Neo 2. Mm-hmm. So like I said before, like yeah. the whole, you know, big love for the Eastern sort of and Ghost of and Tsushima. Yes, and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, so, so many samurais maybe. and ninjas and... Anyway, anyway, uh-huh. anyway, Zelda. Zelda! Big old Zelda. So this is a thing, um, this is something that you pointed out, that yes. we're, we're on the two-year cycle. It's been two years since Breath of the Wild, and Nintendo haven't missed their two-year window ever in Ever since, like, I think it was ever since um, Majora's Mask, not Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, I'm going to say. Like, there has been a Zelda title every two years. Yes. And... Breath of the Wild is in 2017. Years. So, uh, uh, there's, so there's a few things to this because one thing that was rumored uh, last year was that we're getting like a full-on uh, Link Between Worlds style upgrade of Link's Awakening um, so that that will be the thing but that will be on 3DS but Nintendo don't make 3DS things anymore mm. so it might be something that's on the Switch. Uh, if you go to the comments from producer Eiji Anuma, he said that they love the non-linearity of Breath of the Wild and it seems like that's the direction they're going. He also yes. confirms at IGN that it is in development. Mm-hmm. So that was as early as I think the start of last year. So it seems like they're on track to hit the 2018, uh, sorry, 2019 release date but the question then is go on however however when was Breath of the Wild announced like what 2015 yeah something like that we finally got it in 17 so I don't know if it's going to come out this year I definitely think it's going to be announced this year Mm. yeah Yeah. one thing that's interesting is that um, he said that they feel like they've moved on or they in the older Zelda games they had this big mentality of they they, this is like maybe like a weird translation but they said that um, they always wanted to make sure that the challenger i.e. the player was being challenged which is hence why you got the likes of the dungeons and the more linear focus like here is the puzzle you must solve oh you mean those things that we really really liked yeah Yeah. dungeons no, do you want some more? Do you want a Go motorbike? But um, but yeah. So he said that that's essentially what they've moved on from in with Breath of the Wild. And once you've done that, they said they don't want to go back again. So I think whatever the next Zelda will be. But there's a lot of comments in the same article. It's all from uh, I think it's the IGN write up. Um, him saying that they're still trying to figure out how to do this new Zelda. And Breath of the Wild yeah. was a first step towards whatever the new. I franchise have some thoughts is. on how they should make the new do Zelda. Do not like the Breath of the Wild. It's the oh, best oh, no, 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 no. I love Breath of the Wild. Right. I, don't think you do. I love it on its own. <laughs> Yes. On its own. I love it. Good. We're, we're, we're literally, this is a coincidence. <laughs> I know, I've got the same shit. Um, but the next one needs to be different. Ooh. Does because it? Because they have done the sandbox. Mm-hmm. Now the next one needs to have dungeons again, and it needs oh. to have a populated world again, right? Breath of the Wild was populated. It was very sparse. It was it? also, no, so my theory is, because it was made for the Wii U, mm-hmm. mm. now if they're making one for the Switch, they can really go all whole hog. That's a very good point, because um, yeah, <laughs> one of the things that gives away the fact of just how kind of, how much it was entirely meant to release on the Wii U, and it feels like the Switch port kind of came, you know, way too late in development, is the inventory management. It clearly yeah. fits a second yeah. screen, all the different yeah. tile-based stuff, and constantly, because mm-hmm. you had to do a thing in Breath of the Wild where you hold the D-pad, cycle through with the right stick, let go, that's what you're equipping. Things yeah. that would be 
way easier on a second tablet screen. All I would say yes. is Nintendo, while they are very weird people, they are very good. <laughs> and wonderful. All the Nintendoans. <laughs> yes. They're very good at capitalizing on the strength of the particular console that they release mm-hmm. their first oh, yeah. party titles on. Yeah. Now, what is it that you think of when you think of the Switch? For me, it's portability. Yeah, portability. So I would like to see them move forward the, with the Zelda franchise in something that actually relates back to that. And there's no better example of that than I can think of than Pokemon Go. I know it sounds weird, but oh. bear with me here. Bear with me here. What if you actually had to do some walking to go to the dungeon I in order like to actually f- play it. Or well, the, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, it's, it's not it's, a bad idea. You know what I mean? Like moving around, like gets you outside, yes. and like, like Nintendo love that sort of. They do, and, stuff, and like, they've already. Oh god, there's, there's a few things that slip into place with that because they do have the Sheikah Slate, like the additional tablet thing. Like there's like official covers you can get for your phone that turns your phone into the Sheikah Slate. Whatever. If they did something like that, then yeah, that that would be a way to sort of. It, it depends how well the Pokemon Go additional tracker thing sold. Rich bought one. I did buy uh, one. <laughs> but I don't know if they would I do that for like you. a Zelda game. <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm just saying that like hmm. if they want to keep it if they want to keep moving forward with it and do something completely different they mm. can balance expectations by having dungeons and having the things that you want the tropes as it were but mm-hmm. delivering them in new ways I mean like you know that uh, what was it Triforce Heroes yes. where you had to have three yeah. other buddies and you that could do was, that hey excuse me monsieur somebody one somebody play on his own player. somebody play on his own hey you played it on your own uh, you play it I don't want that it's very good that so, always it though I'm just saying that that sort of connectivity might be a good way of um, getting people maybe I was going to say when you mentioned portability and that's what I loved about the shrines in Breath of the Wild was because you could sort of tackle one it took you five ten minutes and then yes, you know so, like you can dip in and out. But there were too many of them. Mm. So um, the and the divine beasts were too small. The divine just, beasts just were opinion. no. The divine beasts are the one thing that doesn't feel like as pristine as yes. it could be. I still so, quite like them, but because yeah. they spent so long making all these tiny little shrines, of mm. which I've maybe found fifty percent in my one hundred and thirty hours. Really, oh, I've done like a hundred and twenty. I love too many pictures to take, too many things to explore. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, literally, I feel like just really good big dungeons like Ocarina of Time dungeons mm. with little shrines would be a good mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, basically, well, I've, I think I've, I've already written about it all. I'll just I know you have. <laughs> well, well, you can go check out the article version of how they should make the next Zelda, which yeah. might hopefully be becoming a video very soon. Um, but though, okay. one of the things because I I went back and played through, I played as many Zeldas as I could in the run up to Breath of the Wild, which was everything other than uh, Minish Cap, and even that I did the first yeah. couple hours. But I tried to do as much as possible. Um, and when you play them all through like that, you realize really how formulaic they are. It's so formulaic. Yeah, yeah and so, I think that obviously that's a big boon, that's a big support, a big positive for the franchise and um, for the fan base. Sorry, but for me. I was like, man, I need them to move on. That's why I love Breath of the Wild so much. Yeah, yeah. So I no, think it's, I think yeah. it's a balancing act. But um, things like, you know, they can bring back the hook shot, or they can give you like more like puzzle focused areas, because mm-hmm. um, they have little bits and pieces of that with the shrines and the and the beasts. Or I, uh, I actually call Breath of the Wild Breath of the Distractions. Like that is my pet name for it because it is so good. You can just like you'll have a destination, mm. but then you'll instead of going from A to B, you'll go like A B C D E F G. Yes, like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I love though. Like I like that they sort of harness that like I don't know explorative sensibility that you get at the start of like Ocarina or even Link to the Past like the first time you go into the, the Outworld the Overworld and it's like okay I have a marker over here but I'm going to go talk to a villager and discover that I need to I can get a bottle yeah. and get a fly and a fly you get a firefly but you know, um, I mean. you know there's always these like this whole of like A I'm to B sorry just, when you were just like, like yeah I'm going to go over here I'm going to take on a quest I'm going to get a bottle I'm going to get a fly like, like, <laughs> I those, put a fly that, in a bottle that, that, does, that does not sound like the most crazy quest no you definitely want you put the water in the bottle that's oh, what you need yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. you use it to kill the first boss in the wind waker yes that kills anyway yes news yes news <laughs> um, so that, yeah I think I mean hopefully we'll get to see something relating to Zelda yes. obviously E3 is a bit of like an open kind of 
open table because Sony have kind of backed away and it seems like Microsoft are the ones going, mm. we're just going to go in there and do what we do. But the other major player would be Nintendo. So if they roll in and go, hey, new Switch, hey, new Zelda. Nintendo, yeah. though. Mm. Yeah. But that's all they mm. have to do. It's, I think it's, so. It's like their first party titles are the reason why most people buy those Switch the, totally. like, consoles. So you just go like, yep, uh, new Mario, uh, new Zelda, <laughs> console. See you next year. They're E3 presents, though. They don't really have an E3 presence per no, se. They're, they they're always very do it pre-recorded, direct focused. don't they? Yeah, this so. could be the time for them to walk out and just be like, hey, by the way, Zelda. That would be cool. Well, they, they did that. They dropped the Switch and it survived. Do you, know, do you remember that when they did that, when he came out and he had the sword? Yeah, and the, and and the shield. Was that when he announced... Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. No, yeah, but uh-huh. what, what was the game he announced? It was Zelda. Hyrule Warriors, was it? <laughs> wasn't Hyrule that was, Warriors. That was the motion-controlled one. It was um, Skyward Sword. Oh, Skyward Sword. Sword. Yeah, yes, and, and it didn't... Went, everyone went mental for it. Yeah, though. I then thought it, didn't it was going to be all. so good. That's, <laughs> that's the game where he tried to do a live demo and it just wouldn't keep up with him yeah. at all. Um, one of the cringiest things you can watch, but it is kind of hilarious. Um, but not to worry. Uh, the, the last thing I have on here is that the Xbox discless system is coming. That's one thing that uh, has been confirmed. Cool. Yeah, do you know what? <laughs> Do you want that? Do you want an old streaming system? Cool. Do you, do you want to buy? That sounds fine. It, it, it does sound fine. Yeah, it, it sounds like you had to fill eight points. <laughs> well, I have two more. Oh, okay. We're verging on the end of the show. We, it's, we could have it's done. interesting, obviously. There's yeah, the whole no. debate of physical versus digital, but like, yeah. I, actually, no, I, no. I, I, I do think that this is going to have a knock-on effect to the uh, reseller's market, yes. which I personally will be impacted by because of the fact mm. that like uh, I collect games in physical not because of I want the super special editions or I like particularly having them physical media the mm. only thing I like about them is the fact that I can then sell them on when I'm finished with them yes. or, or trade them in for another game when was the last feel... time you did that though when was the last time you went to a physical store what? and I, did stuff I in? trade quite a lot personally because yeah. I've not made a money Scott <laughs> yeah yeah. we don't all get that, takes, that what culture editor gaming channel I'm money I'm just saying I, I, if I sweat the dollar those, those medium bucks <laughs> Yeah, I can't. There's no really anywhere to go from that. Other than I don't think that the physical store is as thriving as it used to be. No, not uh, at all. But I'm hence, just saying that it's it's the matter of choice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hence why I think uh, it seems to be that Phil Spencer himself is talking a lot about the future of Xbox being this big streaming thing and Xbox being an app that you would get. Um, and this is a potential way for them to test the waters with mm-hmm. this because um, the actual full Xbox is hopefully going to be next year. Yeah, I mean, that could be year. easily the direction that Xbox goes for the yes. digital market mm-hmm. because I mean, let's be honest, the games are better on PlayStation. So. Yeah, a little bit. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, if, um, if Microsoft do move into that way and that's their big USP, yeah. then that is absolutely fine. They can capitalize on that and just be like, look, fine, we don't want to have like libraries of, uh, of games everywhere and mm-hmm. collector's editions that are just gathering dust and just come over to Microsoft. We're fun, we're friendly, you can download us. <laughs> Swipe right. Swipe right. Maybe, maybe. That is brilliant, yeah. Well, anyway, not to worry, we are kind of out of time, regardless of how many other bands I may or may not have. But this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. Thank you for listening. And John by Jules Gill. Follow me at RetroJ with the zero over on Twitter. For goodness sake. No, Every no. time with the twits. Every time. Jules Shill. We'll catch you next time, though. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.